Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Morning. All okay? Great. Um, we're going to continue our series that we started last week, uh, thinking about front lines. So thinking about what your front line is, because we spend maybe a, a maximum for most of you, 5% of your life in church or at home group or something like that. And the other 95% of our lives, we spend out there in the world doing stuff and being Christians out there. And so that's what we're going to be kind of looking at. We're going to be continuing to think about what that means. And today's talk is really, really simple, apart from the end. But most of it is really, really simple. And it's got one point, And I'm going to keep making the same one point over and over again. And it's very simple. It's God can turn up anywhere. Okay, it's on the screen. We're going to repeat it. Can you say it back to me? God can turn up anywhere. God can turn up anywhere. Wonderful. You've even got a little card on the seat in front of you that that has it. Or you'll need that a bit later. Yep, there we go. Some of you have found it. That's for you to keep and take away forever. Um, God can turn up anywhere. And today I just want, like, we, we kind of know that, but I want us to really believe it. And so there might not be much new today. But I hope that tomorrow when you go to work or later on today when you get home, you think, yes, God can turn up anywhere. And that means even right here, right now. And so that's that's the hope today. That's where we're going. Um, We're going to pray that our eyes are open to the opportunities that God has in front of us on our front lines and everywhere that we go. So let's, let's pray. Lord, thank you that you can turn up anywhere that you can come and meet us anywhere. And I pray that today as we explore this uh, passage in Genesis and how Jacob encountered you, I pray that it would inspire our hearts, that you would open our hearts to be able to see what you're doing when we leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to focus on this story of Jacob Um, If you've got your Bible, keep it open. It's best to keep the Bible open. Um, It helps us to understand what's going on and check that it's all right in there, um, that what I'm saying is correct. Um, And we're going to springboard, and so we're going to look, we're going to kind of zoom in on this passage, but then we're also going to zoom out and look at the whole of Scripture and how it all works together to decide that God can turn up anywhere. You get it? So God can turn up anywhere. You want to have another go? Yeah? God can turn up anywhere. So let's start with this dream, this vision that Jacob had. It was extraordinary. It was this moment in time where Jacob's eyes were open, even though he was dreaming, um, to heaven and earth becoming one. There was this ladder, this, these steps that joined where he lived with where God lived. And there were angels um, going up and down. There was this kind of touching point between heaven and earth. He saw this stairway where the two were connected. It was like there was this bridge between heaven and earth. And it was was a phenomenal kind of, you think about that. Like maybe that's happening all around us, but we can't see it. Maybe God's kingdom's breaking into places, but Jacob's eyes were open to what was the reality. And we are just blind to it so often. Jacob's eyes were opened. And then in this vision, in this dream, 
God reaffirmed his promises to him. He told him the land he was going to have. He said he was going to be faithful to the promises he'd made to his ancestors. There was this real encounter, this moment of encounter that Jacob had where heaven was open. It wasn't really opened. It was just connected. There was this sense of connection between heaven and earth. And that is really, really important in the story of the Bible and also in Jacob's story here because um, that's what we believe as Christians, isn't it? That heaven and earth are not to be separated forever but that there is a connection, that there is more to life than just what we see with our eyes, that there is more to life than just, just the, the physical that we see, but there is a connection with heaven in some way. From the beginning of the Bible in Eden, where God walked with people on the earth, where Adam and Eve experienced the presence of God, where heaven and earth were connected, all the way through to Revelation, where you get this garden city, of a whole group of, like, of heaven and earth being connected once again. And we're in that in-between stage where, where heaven is not quite connected, but, there's, but we pray, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because that's what we're longing for, for heaven and earth to be more connected. And that has to be what we believe as Christians it has to be what we're fighting for every day. It has to be what we're longing to see in our workplaces, in our homes, in our communities, for more and more of heaven to be down here on earth, to praying that God's, that almost a ladder would open up and that more and more of God would come down on to, into our world, into our little lives, that there wouldn't be such a division between heaven and earth. Because we believe hopefully by now we're starting to, that God can turn up anywhere. God can turn up anywhere. And it's really easy to um, believe this myth that God needs us to go to him for him to turn up. Now, I love that you're all here today. And what we've done is we've turned up hoping and expecting that God's going to meet with us today, yeah? Hopefully, well, some of you maybe. Yeah. And, and that's what we do. We go to God. Maybe we go to him and we hope that maybe we'll learn something at, at cell group or a turn up. Or we go to a prayer meeting. It requires us to go to meet with God and that's when he'll turn up. But maybe, maybe God wants to come to us where we are. The rest of the week, the times where we're not going to him actively. What if God wanted to break into our lives and say, I want, to, I want to meet you where you're at rather than you coming to meet me where I am. And yes, there's something really valuable in gathering together and God does show up. But God isn't limited to our buildings, to our 5% of the week, to our time where we go and show up to him. Maybe God wants to show up where we are and God wants to come to us rather than rely on us coming to him. Because it's not about... <laughs> us making the effort, isn't it? I can't do anything, surprisingly, to make God meet with us. <laughs> it's all down to him. It's completely his prerogative. And when we go to work, when we go home, when we are parenting our children or going to school or college or whatever it is, maybe in those moments, we say, God, you can turn up here. And we look for it and we say, maybe God wants to meet us in those places. And that, again, if we zoom out, is exactly what we see all the way through Scripture, isn't it? 
that we don't believe in a God who we have to go and appease, but one who reaches down, not even reaches down, but steps down through Jesus onto this earth. One who stepped down and wanted to be among people. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And we just come. But But then he sends them out. And they go to wherever they go with his spirit, filled with him. And so we come on a Sunday to go out, but knowing that we don't leave God behind, but that he can turn up anywhere, because God can turn up anywhere. And now let's just zoom back in again to the story of Jacob, thinking about the location that he was. It's got two names. One is Luz, which sounds great, and one is Bethel, which is what he renames it afterwards, which means house of God. And um, was there anything special about Luz? Anyone know anything about Luz? It'd be really cool if you did. No, because there's nothing special about Luz, (laughs) okay? It's just a really ordinary place. Luz was just very normal. It's where people would stop for the night. I mean, they didn't even have a bed. They had a pillow for a a stone for a pillow. Like, it's not that great, yeah? Um, he, he, He turned up, and it was just an ordinary place. Nothing special about it. But when God turned up, because that's what God does, God can turn up anywhere, God turned up and made it into an extraordinary place. He took the ordinary and made it extraordinary because God was there. His presence was there. And when we think about the ordinary places of our lives, maybe the bus stop that you go to every morning, the sink that you brush your teeth at, the, the, the coffee point in your office at work, the home that you live in, you think this is just so ordinary. God can turn up there and make it extraordinary. He can turn up and meet with people. He can meet with you. He can meet with others. And he can do something that you just don't expect. And now there's something really weird about me saying this, like expect God to meet you when you're unexpected. And I kind of wish I could just say no, because then it's not, I don't want you to expect it, because then if God can show up when it's unexpected and we're always looking for it, how does that work? There's a little paradox there. But But God can and does turn up anywhere. And I think what he wants us to do is start to look for him in those places that we live and work and do our lives. Because God can turn up anywhere. And he loves to turn up in ordinary places. And if you just think about some of the, again, we're going to zoom out. We think about the story of, of scripture. Where does God turn up? He turns up in a burning bush in a desert. That's an ordinary place. He turns up, in a, not in a whirlwind with Elijah, but in a whisper at the entrance to a cave, an ordinary place. Jesus is born in an animal shelter, like the most ordinary of places. That's where, the he- that's where heaven and earth are most connected than ever before, in that most ordinary, stable area. Jesus meets Zacchaeus up a tree, just an ordinary town, and he meets him up a tree. The woman at the well, just going about her business, collecting water in the middle of the day, Jesus just turns up and meets her there because God can turn up anywhere. Jesus meets with Peter at his workplace, at the beach when he's fishing. And maybe when you're going about your fishing, whatever your fishing is, Jesus can turn up there as well. And Mary Magdalene is looking for him in a tomb, and he's standing right behind her as a gardener in a surprising, unexpected way. God can turn up anywhere. Now, I'd like you to say it again. Here we go. 
God can turn up anywhere. And there's incredible stories of God turning up anywhere in, in our world. If you think about prisons, schools, hospitals, squash courts, squash courts, workplaces, pubs, fields, wherever it might be, God can turn up anywhere. And it still happens. And as I, I look back over my own life and my, my own experience, and I think, where has God really met with me? And maybe you want to do the same exercise right now or through, through the day. Where have I really sensed God being there? One of them was my dissertation tutor's office in between a conversation about statistics and Doctor Who. Okay? That's a story for another time, but it was excellent, and God showed up right there. Uh, an email from a football captain at university. God showed up right in the middle of that, and I did not expect it. On a beach, um, a park bench next to the river down here, over dinner with friends, sat in a coffee shop, all of these different places, sometimes even, this is a shock, sometimes God even turns up on social media. That doesn't mean we should, anyway. Uh, um, and I'm sure you've all got experiences of where God turns up in your life, and I'm sure they're not all in this building, but it's out there, because God can turn up anywhere. And, and we're going to zoom back in again to Jacob and think about kind of where he was at, not just physically, his geography, but his, like where he was at in life. And think, does it depend on us or does it depend on God? Because um, if you don't know what Jacob was doing, which is why he stopped for the night, uh, Jacob was actually, he had romance on the brain, or if you can call it romance back then, he was looking for a wife. <laughs> He'd just been sent by his dad to a certain tribe to find a wife. So that was clearly quite distracting. Um, he'd also just stolen his brother's blessing, and he was on the run for his life. <laughs> okay, he wasn't necessarily in anyone's good books at all. He had really kind of done what is quite evil, yeah? And he'd really deceived everyone. He'd massively lied to his dad. He'd stolen his brother's blessing, and his brother was trying to kill him. So his mum was like, go that way. He was like, where should I go? Find a wife over there, yeah? So he's not it's not necessarily in the, the frame of mind where he's done his Bible devotion that morning <laughs> and spent half an hour in prayer and thinks, yes, Lord, today is the day where I meet with you. He's, in a, he's, he's a mess, yeah? Because God can turn up anywhere, even in Jacob's mess. We don't need to get ourselves to a place where we pass some sort of Christian threshold, a devotional threshold where we say, right, God, now I've done all my prayers and I've read all of my Bible for the day and I've prayed for these people over here and I've given generously to this cause, so now I'm ready to see you at work today. Like, but we can so easily think that, can't we? It's so easy to slip into, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done that, so what's God going to do today? I don't even deserve to have him show up at my workplace because I didn't have time to read my Bible this morning or because I actually did this the last night and it was awful or I've really messed up this. Why would God ever want to come and meet with me? And all we have to do is think of the story of Jacob and realize that God is much bigger than that and God can turn up anywhere and God wants to turn up in your mess. He came to the mess of this world to show us that even in the mess of our lives, he wants to be present. He can turn up anywhere. And sometimes those things, you know, prayer, Bible reading, all of that gathering together, it can help us to see God more clearly. 
That's for sure, because you're alert to his presence. I'm definitely not saying don't do your Bible reading, God's more likely to show up. You know, that's not, that's not the message. hope you're getting that. But those things can help us to see God more clearly in the day. But they don't exclude us or they don't help us to, to get God's presence. If you're a follower of Jesus, you go with the presence of God living within you. And no matter how your day has been, no matter what has happened to you, no matter what you've done, God can and does turn up. And I think he turns up more than we expect, more than we realize, and we just are a little bit too hurried and a little bit too blind to him to see what he's doing. And sometimes I look at my life and I see how I've made decisions, and I look back and I think, oh, was God opening a door there and I was too busy or too distracted or not open to some sort of distraction from him? And my encouragement is to almost like slow down and see where God is. Because he is there. He's turning up because God can turn up anywhere. In the ups and the downs of life, God is still there. Now, this, this bit here is a little more complex because we're going to zoom back in to the story of Jacob. Um, and this is the final bit, okay? Um, because at the end of this story, Jacob does something I think is really quite strange. But Hopefully, a few of you were here several, well, a few months ago when I preached about something similar. So what Jacob does um, is he, he grabs the rock, yeah, that he has seen this vision on. He slept on it. It was his pillow. He grabs this rock, and he sets it aside, sets it up as a pillar, and then he pours oil on it, okay? Now, for those of you who were here several weeks, months ago, whenever it was, and I was preaching on the Christ. It was just after Easter, um, and the Christ means anointed one. And to be anointed means to be poured on with oil, okay? So what Jacob is doing here is he is anointing, or in the Old Testament, Messiah, is the same word as Christ, um, Messiah was a verb. So he was messiahing this rock, okay? It's a bit strange. But he was anointing this rock because anointments happened, anointing happened when there was a bridge between heaven and earth. So we looked uh, previously, the people that got anointed in the Old Testament, yeah? They were the kings because they were a bridge between God's power and his rule on earth and the people. So they were a bridge. And then you've got the priests, and they were representing people to God. Those people were anointed. And so they were anointed. And at this location here, Jacob's like, I know what to do when there's a bridge between heaven and earth. I anoint it because that's what happens. And so he anoints this rock, because it, it represented this bridge, this kind of ladder between heaven and earth. And so you, what you've got there is this, like, anointing, okay? And if Christ means anointed ones, and you and I are Christians, can you see where this is going? You are anointed in the same way, because you, through Jesus are a bridge between heaven and earth. You are anointed. In the same way that this rock represented a bridge between heaven and earth, you and I, because we carry the name of Christ, because we carry the name of Messiah, anointed one, we are also bridges between heaven and earth, which means, yes, we can meet God wherever we go because God can turn up anywhere, but it means that others can reach God through us. Not that we can do anything for them, but because our connection to heaven 
the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we are, we carry God's presence wherever we go. We are anointed to take his presence everywhere we go. And so we need to completely dispel this myth that we meet God in here and out there is different. We meet God in here and we totally take him with us. And we meet with him out there because we are anointed. We are bridges between heaven and earth because Jesus is the ultimate bridge between heaven and earth. You and I are anointed just as this rock was. And that rock became known, that place became known as Bethel, the house of God. Because it was anointed a place where they would meet with God. And you and I are places that people can meet with God. Our work colleagues, our family, the people we walk past on the street, the opportunities that are available to each and every one of us. You and I are anointed. A bridge between heaven and earth. Because you carry the name Christian. Because you carry the name of Christ. Which means anointed one. So, the main point, God can turn up anywhere. You can have one more go. God can turn up anywhere. And so what we've got, um, just to finish, is little business cards, as you saw. Um, what I'd love you to do, just as we finish, is there's going to be there's some pens around. You might have pens with you if you brought some. Um, there's a station here, a station there couple at the back and one on the font over there um, if you need a pen. But just write it. Like, where do I want God to turn up this week? Where can God turn up? Or even, like, write it as a business card. Write your name and write uh, where you work or where you spend, where your front line is on there. And be like, God can turn up anywhere. And take it with you. Knowing that God, as a reminder, a very visual, tactile reminder, that God can meet you anywhere. And so let me pray. Um, and then we can fill those in, and I'll hand over to David and the band, and we'll carry on with the rest of the morning. Lord, thank you that you are not limited to a building or a time of day, but that you can turn up anywhere. And as we think about our front lines, as we think about where we want to see you working more clearly, Lord, would you come? Open our eyes to what you're already doing. Show us the opportunities that are in front of us and give us the courage to make the most of them. Thank you that you fill us by your Holy Spirit to be anointed bridges between heaven and earth in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.